Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, today on the show, I've got a, uh, a special guest, um, Dalton Ward. He's a PRCA pickup man. Um, and it's just something that's always fascinated me about pickup man. They, they're they're kind of like the shining knights of the, of, the, of the rodeo. They get to do a little bit of everything from roping a, a runaway, um, you know, uh, bareback horse to, to rushing in and, and saving cowboys. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to, to uh, have Dalton tell, tell us about, you know, his life as a pickup man and, and how he got there. Um, he's coming from uh, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming today, um, back there getting ready for the, uh, the daddy of them all. So um, anyway, I just want to welcome to the show uh, Dalton Ward. Dalton, welcome to the Modern well, Cowboy. You. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Cool. Well, hey, well, tell us, uh, you know, how, how'd you uh, – Number one, how'd you end up becoming a cowboy? Uh, tell us that. Give us that story and, then, oh. and how you ended up uh, becoming a pickup man. Well, um, my family is, I guess, my daughter would be the fourth generation on our ranch there at home. And, you know, I grew up calving cows and being a cowboy that way with my dad and everything like that. And uh, dad was a uh, pickup man for Harry Bold for 20 plus years. Um, you know, he went to the NFR seven times and, and my opinion and a lot of people's opinion was the best there was and, you know, still pretty undisputed even today, um, that in his prime, there's nobody could hold a coat to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, when, uh, how I got started is that, you know, as a kid, I went to, with, to, I went with dad to all the rodeos and. Uh, you know, Harry learned a lot from Harry and everything like that. And we were in Odessa, Texas, so it's been 14 years ago now, I guess. But when we were in Odessa, Texas, they had a kids' days rodeo down there. And Harry said, I believe that boy's old enough to pick up with you if you want, Billy. And I was 12 years old at the time. <laughs> and Dad put me on his best horse, gave me a shin guard and the bar HV shops, and away we went. And I got to pick up with Paul Peterson and Billy Ward, two NFR pickup men, my first outing. And nothing like starting off right at the top, huh? Exactly. I'm (laughs) telling you what. And it was just little kids' days ago. I think we picked up three or four horses, but I don't remember much of it, to be honest. (laughs) It was pretty much blurred. Well, you know, um, that's, that's something I've always always thought about, you know, what is it like, you know, when, when you're, you know, charging up, say a guy's either he's hung up or he's just waiting to get off and and, and get off softly. And, you know, uh, you know, how, how do how do you develop that skill? And are you comfortable every time doing it now? Or what's that feel like? Oh, well, you know, I mean, every situation is different. The um, only way you could, uh, you know, kind of prepare yourself is just keep doing it more. And, you know, it's about like anything else you do in your life, you know, the more you do it, the more stuff slows down in your mind and you can kind of read some stuff, you know, you can read that horse kind of 
see which lead he's going in, which way his ears are twitching, and see, you know, kind of which direction he's wanting to go. Right. And if you can do that, then you're, you know, that's being a picket man, in my opinion, is reading stock. Right. And so, you know, you you just try to do your best job, and the best job you can do is being a stockman. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, I mean, you know, every time I've seen a pickup, man, ever since I was a kid, you know, it, it, you always look so cool. You got the, either the big red or black, you know, ram, uh, you know, shaps on and, uh, you know, carrying a rope. I mean, you're doing everything kind of at the same yeah. time. But um, you mentioned shin guards. So you guys actually wear shin guards under, uh, under the shaps, too? Yep, yep, absolutely. And I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to protect your legs from getting broke or nothing like that, but. I've been kicked in them plenty of times or had a Bronx well driven into my leg from a horse dropping the shoulder. Man, without them, I think my leg had been broke about five or six times by now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. And Now, you guys don't wear vests or anything else like that, do you? I mean uh, – no, 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 sir. No. Uh, a few guys I know, they wear leather gloves when they pick up and stuff like that. And I, I don't personally just because I, I don't like the feel of them. I feel like I can't get a hold of anything because I can't feel what I'm getting a hold of. I guess. Right. But, but, but that's about that's about it for protection on us. Yeah. Now, how how about when you you know when you're getting a guy off a saddle bronc, you know, and they come up and grab you? How many times have you come close to getting pulled off, or you know, is there uh, just Ooh. you know developing that skill of staying you know kind of centered when when they grab onto you or? Well, I'm telling you what, I'm sitting on a wood bench right now and I'm knocking on wood. I've never hit the ground without my horse hitting the ground too. But, um, you know, I, being almost drug off, I couldn't count on two hands. I promise you, I'd take my boots and socks off to do that. But, um, you know, I, lots of times I've come close. I come close about a week ago. Somebody grabbed a hold of me wrong and just jerked me out of the saddle and start calling for leather and hope you get a hold of something <laughs> right but um you know i mean that's just something you got to be able to ride and i remember one time when i was pretty much first starting to pick up i don't know i was probably 15 16 years old we were at a college radio picking up i reached for uh by a uh, flank on a bareback horse and I reached way out there and we come to a corner and he kind of left and it was my fault because I should have been paying attention where I was in the arena and he kind of left. And I mean, I was pretty close falling off and I got back in the center and my dad rode by. He said, you got to stay in the buggy, son. And <laughs> went by and <laughs> so after that, you just kind of finished me up and I mean, I hate to, probably isn't the way to say it but you know sometimes some guys need to save themselves too you know don't take me down with you right exactly yeah yeah so so then but so, yeah it's just sometimes the way it is so now um when did you get your you you, you got your prca card uh, i'm assuming right yes sir yeah um actually my first peer, I bought my pro card in 2010. I was 18 years old, and Kirsten Bold hired me to do Frontier Days, actually. Shine Frontier Days is my first pro rodeo. I'm pretty spoiled when it comes to picking up. I've had a lot, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it's a great way to make your debut at the Daddy of Mall, right? <laughs> yep, yep. And I mean, I'm really spoiled. I've got, I know there's a lot of guys that are jealous and I just hope that I don't screw it up bad enough that they think I took it for granted. Cause I don't, that's, right. that's a fact. Cause there's a lot of guys that are really good that 
are working their butts off to get where I'm at. And I mean, I'm not saying I haven't worked for it, but I know a lot of guys that have worked hard for it and I'm here and they're not. And I got the job and a lot of people want this job. And I, I'm very fortunate in what I've done. God has blessed me. I promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, um, now do you, do you, uh, do you ranch outside of, you know, picking up the rodeos or does it keep you, does it keep you busy enough? Are you able to, you know, make a good enough living from just picking up or do you do stuff on the outside too? You know, um, I would say probably 60, 75% of my living comes from rodeoing in the summer from June 10th till September 15th. I'm pretty much gone. I might come home three or four days here and there but I'm pretty much gone away from home. And then in the winter time, we run about 500 head of cows for a lady. She brings them to us in the winter time. We winter on them all winter and then we calve them in the spring and then send them out first of June and start, you know, ride colts all winter and get them ready. So we got something to ride in the summer. Yeah, that's great. So basically, I mean, since you were born, you, you just, you've been cowboying the whole time if, yep. from ranching yep. and right into, in, into rodeo. Now, do you compete in any other events? Um, you know, uh, you, you ride rough you stock know, at all or? No, I never, I couldn't ride a wild bell, hate a water. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a bronc rider. My brother's a bronc rider in the family. But um, when I was in college, I team roped and bulldogged. And I was pretty good at bulldogging, but bulldogging is really fun when it works. But when it doesn't, man, it hurts. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> I don't think that's what I want to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you still team rope a little bit now? or? Oh, uh, you know, actually, I went and stayed with some friends in between Santa Fe and Prescott there a couple weeks ago now and that was the first time we roped in between just had some fun and practicing and that was the first time i roped out of a box since college that's been about four years ago now so oh man but yeah now, now you got um you got a, a a new a new family um I've, I've seen right you got a new uh yes sir how many yep, kids we got have? a little baby girl. Little Just baby. one little baby girl. She was born on the second of February. Oh man, congratulations! Life changes yes, when that sir. happens. Well, huh? you. <laughs> you know, it makes it hard, a little harder to leave home anymore. Nothing against my wife; I love her, but <laughs> right. man, it's pretty hard to leave that little girl anymore. It, it makes things a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now, now, your wife? Does she? Uh, uh, is she involved in rodeo at all, or? Um, Yep, uh, she's a barrel racer, can chaser, okay. and uh, she's actually got a futurity colt that she's running this year. And I mean, he's a jam up bugger, and she's she's starting to do some really good with him. And yeah, she's she's big into that, and she likes it. We've had some friends that gave her an opportunity to run a really jam up horse, and she started him from his first ride to where he is now, and he's starting to win a little bit, and it's been good. That's great. Now, where 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 do you live exactly? You live in Wyoming, right? Yes, sir. We live in Lagrange. It's about fifty miles north of Cheyenne. Okay. Frontier Days is pretty much my hometown rodeo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, um, sir. In in terms of uh, like uh, Western movies and in and, and cowboy actors, you got any favorites or? Oh, well, 
John Wayne. I mean, come on. But, I mean, that's just a given. But, I mean, you look, I mean, there's Clint Eastwood, Sam Elliott, Tom Selleck. Yeah. Who can you choose, really? Yeah, it's tough. You know? How, how oh, about, yeah, for sure. How, how about movies, though? You got any any movie in particular that that you really liked growing up or that you've seen? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. My brother and I, I mean, when we were kids going with that all the time we do nothing but watch movies in the back of that sleeper that truck <laughs> but i mean you know there's those deals on facebook says name one movie that you've seen a million times it still makes you laugh i can think of blazing saddles and dumb and dumber <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're just classics absolutely so absolutely you know, now how about uh, you know. cowboy hats uh, you got any special brand that you really like or you sponsored by somebody or no i'm not sponsored by anybody i'd love to be but you know i'm just i'm not really good at marketing myself i guess this is what i should say um and so i don't really go out and look for them i've got a really good rope sponsor king ropes that's all i rope with and they treat me very good um but when it comes to the cowboy hats i pretty much wear resist all um my granddad gave me a Bailey for my wedding a couple years ago. And I mean, that's pretty much my really good hat. It goes to church with me and that's about it. But I pretty much wear resist all I would say. Nice. How, how about boots? Uh, you know, I, uh, I know a really good lady by the name of Sandy Brazil that works for twisted X boots and she takes very good care of me on my boots. I wouldn't say I'm sponsored by them, but, she takes good care of me and that's what I wear is twist next. Yeah. Very nice. And did you mention, you mentioned King ropes. Um, I have a product called the Dally King, which is a, a, a device to practice dallying. Um, you can run dally uh -huh. the machine and, and I actually have a, a deal with King ropes, Bruce out there. Then I actually put King ropes in them. That's those, those are the ropes we use. So, um, Oh yeah. 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 And I, I kind of have a thing. I talked to him. I said, when I do some marketing, I said, do you mind if I, if I throw out there that, uh, you know, buy a Dally King and actually have a King rope in your hat at hand instead of just using the hat. There's a lot of people that wear King ropes hats, but they don't really rope with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Any Tim, Dick or Harry can wear a King ropes hat, but learning how to know how to use one is a little different. <laughs> yeah. That's but. too funny. So cool. Yes, so you guys, sir. tomorrow then is when uh, the the big rodeo starts. Yep, uh, Frontier Day is first purpose tomorrow. They started slack back on Monday with barrel racing, but yeah, we got in here. Oh, hauled the camper in, I guess, on Monday, and hauled horses in on Tuesday. We've been here since the shoeing horses and getting ready. Nice, nice, and then mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, where do you go after after this? After uh, I actually get to go home for three or four days, and then I'll go to uh, Craig, Colorado for a day, then Steamboat, Colorado, and then back to Rifle, and back to Steamboat, and then we'll go to Douglas for Wyoming State Fair, and from Wyoming State Fair, I'll go to uh, Pueblo, I believe, for Colorado State Fair, and from there to Socorro, from there to Window Rock, Arizona. And then from there to Pendleton, Oregon, and that'll end my run. Nice. Well, when when you come yes, out sir. when you come out to Arizona, I might have to just come up there and, and meet. I'm out here in the uh, uh, East Valley in in Chandler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I kind of know where you're at, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, come on up to Window Rock. It's for the Navajo Nation Fair. We have a pretty good time up there. Yeah, awesome. Hey, now, how about how about your the saddles that you ride for picking up? Um, do, do you ride any special saddle or you got to you got to You know, um, I would love to ride all Dave Pollitt saddles. They're great saddles or Larry Duggan saddles. Uh-huh. But um, in my career, I just haven't been able to afford them. And so I've got a dog from every town, basically. I've got two SRS saddles. i got an NRS saddle. I've got a court saddle. I've got one Dave Pollitt saddle. And I think that's basically what I have. Yeah. And then how about yeah. how about your horses? Do, you, um, do the stock contractors provide yep. horses? They do. No, sir. Um, no, sir, they don't. You know, there's... There is a few stock contractors, especially back in the day when yeah. you know, rodeo was, I don't know, I'm going to say in the 70s and 80s, a lot of stock contractors provided horses for their pickup man because their pickup man were just a truck driver. You know what I'm saying? Right. They were just whoever's hired on the crew, you ride my horses kind of deal. But as rodeos evolved, pickup men haul their own horses anymore. And I get 90% of my horses from uh bath brothers ranches in here in laramie wyoming and they raise uh blue valentine and cross with driftwood kind of horses and they've got enough room they're real built stout good bone great mind kind of horses i think my family's gone through about 150 head of colts and there was two that we couldn't get along with no kidding and yeah so i mean that's pretty good odds and i mean you know, Randy Dunn is the owner of the deal, and him and his family are nothing but good to work with. And, you know, we've got some great horses out of it. Um, I would say that, you know, two of the absolute best horses that we ever had come out of their program. And that's including Dad, what what he rode. Right. Right. You know, you know so, and I mean, they're, they're awesome horses. They really are. And, I mean, matter of fact, on uh, the 25th of August, they have a what they call Come to the Source, and it's three partners, Randy Dunn being one of them, that they bring in horses that all go back to Blue Valentine, and the biggest source of Blue Valentine bred horses you can find in the country. And they have that many horses in that sale, and I'm offering one of my really good pickup horses in that sale. Oh, you are? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Very cool. So, so how how many horses do you do you uh, haul during the year? I usually take seven with me. I take five really good solid horses, and I'll take one that is just kind of up and coming. He's starting to see a few. He'll rope bulls. He's just getting there, and then I'll take one colt that is just green and just needs to start going and seeing some stuff too. Right. Right. Yep. Yes, sir. That's great. And so now in, in between, um, I mean, I, there's a lot of work because the, the events you work is you work the uh, bareback, saddle bronc, and uh, bull riding, um, which you're, of course, more active in the, in the, in the rough stock than the, than the bull riding. But um, in between there, uh, you know, what's a pickup man's job in between there? Say like the, the, the running barrels or, or roping calves or something. Well, you know, I mean, and that's a lot of the behind the scenes for us, you know, I mean, we can have, 
you know, they run slack in the timing events until, you know, noon, two o'clock. I mean, perfect examples in Sheridan. They have slack till noon, two o'clock every day in Sheridan. And we're up at six o'clock in the morning and we're sorting time event cattle and we take them all down, wrap the team rope and steers, string everything through. Slack starts and we go out there and we make sure our cattle leaves. And then, um, you know, if, if by some stupid chance something gets hurt, we're there to take care of them, get them out of the arena, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we're there for the whole deal. And then before the rodeo, we help sort all the rust stock, you know, go through the horses and sort barebacks and bronx and spills, whatever you don't need that night, and left and right on which side of the shoots they buck. And then go sort bulls and bring them up, you know. I mean, there's a lot more to being a picket man than what people see in the arena. Yeah, that, and I figured that, you know, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I really want to talk to you and, and get the in, inside scoop for, you know, pickup men these days. Because like you said, you know, rodeo has evolved so much and the sport's becoming, you know, so much more popular. And, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something like, like I say, man, you know, the, the pickup man to me has always kind of just been the hero, you know just riding out there just always looking cool and doesn't ever really get the spotlight shined on him but but the job the job you got is it's a big well (laughs) well my dad said one time he goes if people notice you stuff went wrong it's when they don't notice you stuff went right (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's and that's kind of the way we like it i suppose yeah. Just kind of keep under the radar. You're not supposed to see us. You're supposed to see the guys riding the horses. We're just supposed to be there to, well, I mean, it's it's a necessary job. And so, you know, it's just, you know, we they're not there to see us. They're just there to see the actual bucking horse and the rider. And right. we're just trying to do our job and get stuff cleared out so the next one can go. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Very cool. So, hey, who's your, uh, you got a favorite, uh, yeah, musician or band or uh, song or anything? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I like a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you that. I've got every song from, I don't know, Lonesome Me from, uh, oh, I can't even think of his name, but her Lovesick Blues by Hank Williams to, I don't know, Eminem. I mean, yeah. <laughs> my my genres they they scatter i drive a lot so it's whatever whatever is on is kind of what i'm listening to right listen to it all yeah yeah but i mean i i i kind of i bang on a string a little bit playing guitar and i like the old cowboy classics that tell stories and stuff like that those are my favorites yeah 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 very cool now what, what about injuries uh what's the worst injury you've had from actually picking up from picking up um even horses i don't really know i've been i've had some horses overreach or get stepped on by a bronc and need some stitch actually one year here in cheyenne i got a horse hook in the bull riding and it was pretty much my fault i i don't know It, it was pretty it happened pretty fast but he got hooked in the left butt cheek and ripped him open and he had to have quite a few stitches in him but i mean you know it didn't cripple him for life he just needed about 20 stitches um about that that's about the worst i've ever had it um i had a guy one time they had a college rodeo that was as big as i am i'm six five weigh 230 oh and (laughs) and 
I picked up bronc riders just every bit as big as me. And okay. I was on a little bay four-year-old that he was just kind of getting started, and he was really coming along pretty nice. And I took him down there, and this kid bucked around, and this horse come to the right, and uh, hack rain was on the other side, and I thought this is going to be perfect. We pick up this kid, and we're going to stop, and it'd be just perfect how we get this horse started. And uh, very first horse I ever picked up on this horse. And uh, that kid, I don't know what happened, but he pretty much pole vault and never touched my horse with his legs or anything. And he grabbed me by the face and by the neck, and it just yanked both me and my horse down. Oh. I mean, just as fast as you can say anything. And that was probably the worst wreck I've ever been in. No kidding. But, um, you know, we both stood up from it, but it broke something in that horse's chest to where he could never catch his air. You oh. could chase him to about two or three horses and then he'd lose his air and he just, he couldn't run no more. He was just out of air. And so it pretty much ruined him. And you know, that, that was probably about the worst wreck picking up I've ever been in. Yeah. Now, now do you, when are your horses insured, do you insure it in your horses? Are you covered, you know, uh, liability wise? You know, in the I region? should, but I'm not, no. Um, you know, there's, I could, but, you know, pigment men aren't exactly on the top of the pay grade. Right. And, you know, and so if I go and I pay, I don't know, my wife has her cult insured, and I want to say it's something like 250 bucks a year. Right. Well, by the time I insure seven of them for 250 bucks, that's a lot of money in my pocket. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I mean, if I cripple one, it's a lot of money out of my pocket, too, because I've got horses worth twelve, fifteen thousand $15,000. Right, exactly. But... If if I'm doing it the right way, I should never cripple anything. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Because in my mind, when I'm picking up a bucking horse, if I can never touch that horse, I can grab a high crane back cinch and a flank or a flank and a rider, whatever, and I never one part of me or my horse touches that bucking horse. Yeah. That is the best way I want to do it. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what a lot of people don't see because, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. You know, you can't control that bucking horse. Right. You can just go with it. Right. And, you know, a lot of people think that picking up is just banging and clanging into that other bucking horse, and that is totally the wrong way to go about it. I mean, if I come up to you and every time I see you, I just you in the arm, guess what you're going to do? You're going to stop and go the other way, right? Exactly. You know, you don't want to be around me. I'm just that kind of guy. Why would I want to be around you? Right. And so, and that horse is going to think the same thing. So if I'm going to bang and clang and, you know, he's not going to want to be with me. So I've already lost that battle. Yeah. And I, I think that that's one of the things that one of the beauties of, of watching, you know, uh, you, a good picket man, you know, come in and, and, you know, get a guy off a horse or, or, or get a horse to get him out of the arena is it's so seamless when it works like that, that it, it looks effortless. You know, it looks easy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what you just, well, sounds like the perfect, the, you know, the, just the perfect scenario that, that you want to have happen. Well, exactly. And that's the whole point. And that's what I'm saying about, you know, when things go right, picking up, people don't notice that right. because it just, it's supposed to float and everything just happens and it's right. supposed to happen pretty quick, you know, 
But when things go wrong, that's when people are going to notice you because stuff is sucking back behind you. They're going around you, you know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like quicksand. One thing goes wrong. Another thing goes wrong. Pretty soon you're just chasing your tail and I've had it happen. And it's not a good feeling because your horse is tired. You're out of, you're tired. You're out of air kind of deal. Yeah. But it just, it happens sometimes. And I'm not saying that. It doesn't because it does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. That's it. It, it just, it's interesting, you know, and I, I, I hope you know that this podcast reaches some people too that aren't familiar because that's what we're trying to do with this whole show is to reach other people, you know, even outside of rodeo to bring more people into, you know, understanding rodeo and Western lifestyle and, mm-hmm. and all that. And it, it gives people a better understanding of what a pickup man does. And, um, you know, I yeah. just, like I say, it's, it's a very cool job. I think, I mean, uh, I can't think of a, a oh me too yeah a better way to to you know earn a living man than being a, a, a pickup uh-huh. man being in a my mind like I I'm not trying to take nothing away from nobody right but you know we were talking about team roping the reason I really don't team rope is because I get bored team roping <laughs> yeah I mean it's the <laughs> same loop every time you know what I'm saying yeah picking up everything is different and it might just be one little thing. Yeah, but it everything is different all the time when you're picking up. You have to be a stockman. You have to be able to read horses. You have to be able to read bulls. And if you don't, you're going to get hurt, or you're going to get someone else hurt. Yeah. And you know that's what I like about picking up is you're never bored. <laughs> right. Right. You know, well, and just I, the way it is. Yeah, and I think too that just what, what you're explaining that and talking about you know what you do your passion for that comes through and and that's that's key in anything you know you got to really love what you're doing and and you know a lot of people really can't say they love what they're doing but you know just listening to you yeah. talk you know i can tell you love it it's it's, it's like me talking about wow. cowboy stuff and, and all the cowboy things i like to do now at, at this age and and in doing this podcast that's what i love you know so um yeah uh, my hear- granddad said that if uh you can find something you love to do you'll never work a day in your life absolutely Absolutely. Well, hey, Dalton, man, it's been great. It's been great talking to you. I'm, I'm really glad you, you know, agreed to come on and, and share your story. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I said, when you, when you come out, do it. Yeah, when you come out here to Arizona, I'm definitely going to come up to that uh, that rodeo and come see you, meet you in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, very cool though. But hey, well, good luck back there at the at the, the Cheyenne all this week and um, the Daddy of Mall. And um, I, I just again appreciate it, and I, I hope that uh, you know this podcast just helps people get a little bit better understanding of you know what you do as a pickup man. And and we got to get you a, a hat sponsor, that's for sure, man. Somebody should be sending you hats wow. every every couple months. <laughs> oh, uh, that'd be great. I'd love to have one, to be honest with you, because it's hard on a hat some days. Them guys jump on top of your head and mash one down, or. You get in the middle of a perf and you get a big old thunderstorm roll through and it runs out pretty fast. Absolutely. Can't go back to the trailer. It's not like we just get to go back to the trailer and go get another one, you know? Right. Exactly. So, All right, yeah, Dalton. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Thanks again. I really right. appreciate it. Enjoy talking with you. Well, thank you. You bet. And then we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. 
$20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rolling pin. Yeah. 